Uh, uh, first, uh, uh, I can't even say. This gets caught out, don't worry about Hello everybody, welcome to Conversations and Coffee, episode number seven, with a very interesting guest, Callum Keach. Callum, thank you so much for coming on. Well, Callum is the right. first DJ act I've had on. Um, this is, Callum does a lot more than, than just DJing, he's also involved with producing, and he also is the owner and headman of Hidden Flux. And we're wow. here now, we're, we're here now in the studio, in, in the Hidden Flux studio here, wow. slash, slash, Bedroom, slash, <laughs> gaffer, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. So what exactly is going on here then? This is a, this is the setup here with this the decks is, and the vinyls. This setup yeah. is mainly for the live streams. It took me a few years to save up for all this. It's not yeah, cheap yeah, at all. Yeah, to get a setup off the ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the plan the whole time was to get this kind of, this setup for the, mm -hmm. to people to come in and do the live stream. Even the live stream equipment is a, it's more hassle than setting up. Really? Then buying it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's so to, you, you'd kind of get in contact and liaise with different acts and stuff, and they come in here, mm -hmm. and they'll do That's a set. It, yeah. it goes up on Facebook, goes up on YouTube. Well, we tried uh, both Facebook and YouTube, but the YouTube uh, trying the both streams onto the same time at the same time, and they live stream to Facebook and YouTube at the same time took a lot on the internet at the same time. Okay. So it was slowing it down. So I just do right, Facebook. Right, so it was kinda of more like buffering yeah. all the time and stuff, yeah. And with YouTube it doesn't get much of a of a view okay. than Facebook. So we kept Facebook. Yeah, it wasn't as consistent. Sometimes yeah. YouTube gets a bit of copyright as well. But same with Facebook gets copyright mm -hmm. and all that it gets taken down. Yeah, so, so there's a couple of little kind of hurdles there that you need to get over but yeah, yeah. kinda of, where did Hidden Flux begin? Where's you know, what was the start? How many years are we talking now? I'm talking 2014. Five years ago. Five years, five years ago, ago now. Yeah. Well, the fifth birthday was just recently, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In yeah. April, yeah. Was that the Button uh, Factory, was it? The Button Factory, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a good crack, yeah. Good night. Um, so five years, you're up off the ground now. And I what started it? Where was the influence? We were doing gaff fights, basically. Yeah. But I wasn't recording. So basically, I was going over to other people's gaffs and then my gaff. Just having gaff fights. But I wanted a video and kind of... Yeah. Um, Let other so people that couldn't make it or whatever still be able to see, tune in, see, yeah, yeah, and have the mixes and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I got the cameras stuff in. Also, I was in, uh, looking at the boiler room stuff as well. Yeah, on YouTube and all. Which is massively I really, popular. I really, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I nowhere really, else in Ireland was doing this. No, no, and no. Still, actually, but it wasn't. Really I wasn't meant to do. It. I wasn't really into doing it for a club or any of that. I was meant to do it for. Just for that, for like memories wise and mm -hmm. personal use, yeah. And also, do you know when people like uh, they can get gigs and stuff and they take to talk to managers and stuff and yeah. say how 
what they're like and all, oh yeah, I play this and all. Build up like a portfolio yeah, and you like, show the clips. They say it, yeah. they talk, I'm not good at that talking stuff. Yeah. So I basically want to show it instead yeah. of saying it. But you're me. kind of making up a montage then and just kind of just displaying it because visual kind of says a thousand things as opposed to just going in and, and yeah. saying it to them, yeah. Exactly, So yeah. You're, you're getting videos of it and then you're sharing it. Like I seen a video you done a couple of years ago, it could be three or four years ago now, but it was your, like, captured the whole holiday in Ibiza. You done a, like a season over there. Oh. I think you'd like... Yeah, that was my um, personal one. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. No eyes yeah. was the song in the background. No eyes, it. it was a remix. I can't remember. Claptone. Claptone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. was brilliant. But um, that's another way. Like, just capture memories, save them, mm. letting other people in on it. The first year where I was using cameras yeah. for yeah. hitting vlogs. So you're using like GoPros, you've got one attached to the ceiling there. I have one in the ceiling which I always be worried about, I'm afraid it'll fall down. Yeah, that's the board's eye view of, what, of them on the decks, yeah. So when it swaps it, oh, you see over, yeah, because with the one here, you only can see to the mixer, to the turntables. Okay. You can't see the CDJs there because they're so freaking big. So wide, yeah. They're just. Uh, you can't see it all. No, so it, although the GoPro is a wide lens, you, can't, you still yeah. can't, it's still but big. I, when you have it so wide, it's, uh, the camera's too far away yeah, yeah. from the DJ, and I feel like it's not, you're not really- No, you're not capturing you're enough not really, yeah. 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 Interacting with the DJ much, I so don't think. So what kind of, what do you feel was, got you into DJing in the first place? Never mind Hidden Flux. I mean, you say five years Hidden Flux, but oh. even going back to the Funky Box days and back up in the upstairs yeah. in the hub, I mean, what? Hall, that's about yeah. eight years ago now, isn't it? Even longer, maybe. 2010, yeah. So you're you're essentially DJing 10, the guts yeah. of ten years. No. Longer. Longer than that. Yeah. Longer than that. <laughs> Way more. Than I that. had decks. Uh, ten years I know of. When I was fifteen. Yeah. I had decks. Yeah. This is 2007 or six. I it's think. gone back a long time. This is a while, but yeah. this is a it was a years ago with my uh, one of my childhood friends, years ago. Yeah. And he was like one of my good friends. And he called me one time and he said, I've got these decks and all. And he said, come over. And I was like, what's he talking about? And so I went over and like he had these uh, little CD uh, decks with a small mixer and all. Nothing compared like, like Nothing like, compared like, no, 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 no. But I really got into it. And then since then, without following Christmas, I asked my ma about, can I get decks? And then she don't really decks. Um, it was actually record players, turntables. Yeah, not these ones I have here, but I still had them. But then bits. You kept, you kind of keep them off for a sentimental value, like that yeah, these were the yeah. first ones. Like yeah, I have, I have um, uh, all my CDJs, my old ones from memories wise. 
I don't want to sell them all like that. No, and you keep all keep your them. you you keep kind of all your CDs and stuff in in folders, and you have them all kind of yeah. You know, the, everything's here behind you, all the vinyls and everything. There, yeah. yeah. So you've I don't got use CDs much anymore because yeah. uh, I have the option to use USBs and all that but stuff. Back then, you probably you didn't have the option at no. the beginning. You wouldn't have had a choice. It's being a big stack of the big folder. It's a big. Uh, like a poly pocket holding all it's them, a big it? poly pocket a big book you think of yeah, a big yeah. agent book you open and bam bam yeah. bam it was a struggle because uh hard to manage and then you're kind of going you had songs yeah. and when you're playing a song you know what to play it, and then you figure out a song oh this song will go next and we're like where is it where is it and like yeah. oh you're like that and, and, and now it's just a simple the song flick on the usb like, no. now yeah yeah it's simple USB, yeah. yeah what do you feel though although that friend that childhood friend introduced it to kind of the, the decks and the equipment yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you start messing around with and probably the next christmas got your bits and mm. said actually this is something i'm you know yeah. i'm passionate i like this but and then you lifted it off then and probably you know upgraded to better equipment and stuff but what do you feel then what music were you kind of listening to what was the genres that at that time i was listening to hard house uh which i still listen to sometimes i have some of the vinyls i still have today but most hard of house like what artists are we kind of talking there like i'm talking about uh tony devitt uh tidy boys tidy uh loads of Record labels. Yeah, and you still listen to them now. Tony V, yeah, he was more, my favorite, to be honest, and I was inspired by that. Uh, he's passed away now, but he, I did the school project about him as well. That was really good. He and, was somebody uh, you just liked, anyway. So there's your influence. There. Well, That's the music, you, yeah. But yeah. I, it's not only what I play now, but I, I would love what to are play. What you kind of play now then? I play a bit of techno disco. Yeah. Uh, minimal. I'm getting into the minimal. Uh, Minimal techno, kind of a medallic, te minimal techno. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I like a lot of that stuff. See, that's what I like, because a lot of people say that about you too. Like, when you're at one of your sets, or if you're at the Hidden Flux kind of uh, the gigs, you could be listening to something, and it could be a very hard song, or it could be, you know, a very trancy techno song, and then now I know where you'll just throw Fleetwood Mac in. Yeah, well, And the then. whole place will go <laughs> crazy, do you know what I mean? Like, it's brilliant. It's well, like, and that's why it's unique, because... There's not many people out there doing that. They probably feel they need to please the whole crowd by keeping the beats consistent and letting the people hear what they want. But you throw in the odd 80s or 70s song and, and really, actually, the reaction you get is <laughs> I think better than any is, other songs. I think you know? Unexpected is the best. Yeah, I think so. You, you uh, always throw them in, especially at the end of the night, you throw them in because then everybody at the end, leaves yeah. on a high then. I think, I think, that's, only, I think yeah. that's when you know, you know or the night's over and he's like, okay, I'll just play one track. Yeah, but that's, yeah, I think kinda. a lot of your DJs that are a part of the kind of Hidden Flux kind of stable, they all kind of have the same type of idea, like, they like to mix it up and throw in random mm -hmm. songs and random artists and just makes it that bit bit different, you know, mm -hmm. you're not going in and getting the usual stuff every other weekend in a club or whatever, hearing the same type of mainstream stuff, these, these guys are playing kind of stuff that, um, way back, you know, it could be disco, it could be trance back from the 90s, like, yeah. it's, it's quite the unique. Trans, the whole trance music is... Made a big comeback. Yeah, it has, hasn't it? Well, I think it's, it's got the same idea with the old tracks I play. Sometimes, like the Fleetwood Mac and all. Yeah. It's like the track they haven't heard in a while. Mixed in. But you it. have heard in a while, but you haven't really heard it in a nightclub. Yeah. You don't really hear it in a set. No. Even if you just hear a full techno set. Yeah, and yeah. Bam, exactly. This yeah. comes on, you know? Yeah. I think that it, it's the excitement of the, the change. Oh, and what do you think, like, you know, off the top of your head, what would be kind of like a five-year plan for Hidden Flux? Or even yourself, what do you think, you, where would you like to be, ideally? Oh, uh, you, like, You're, you're like, playing on really big stages at the moment. I want to make like, a platform for DJs. Up and coming. To show. Showcase their skills. Showcase, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what 
it was planned for and it's working i mean you, you've there's the some live guys, streams yeah whole, yeah yeah but there's some guys though that were only messing around and starting it out and you were teaching them bits and bobs and then you gave them the platform when you felt they were ready or whatever or they felt they were ready and then other people were like oh i've seen his name and then they're getting on different shows like i went to see uh, forbidden fruit a couple of years you were there oh, um, yeah. you know you're on big stages that you've got your track. own you've got you're in the lighthouse stage at one year i think it was your first year was it that was first year, yeah. And that was the that was probably one that of the best ones. That was my first festival. That I don't think you expected. It. I don't know. You can answer it yourself. But did you expect the turnout you got? That was no. out, that people couldn't I get in. I think we was. I think. I think we were standing the first opening. I think we were opening, or maybe we were second. I remember struggling. I remember I was in the no, tent. We were second. The second, right? Yeah. yeah. I was in the tent. I think who played in that tent again as well? I think it was um. It was. Yeah. Jackmaster or something. There was someone big as well. I can't remember, but was that Kerry? Was it Kerry Chandler? Oh, could have been. Could have been actually. I think it was Kerry Chandler. Yeah, I think, I think it was. Yeah. But when I went in, we were all there, and everyone was having. And then I ended up leaving to go off and get a drink. And you know how bad the queues are when you're trying to get mm -hmm. up, and then you end up getting two yeah. or three drinks just to save yourself from going <laughs> back up. But when I came back down the hill to the tent, yeah, I, I struggled to get back in. Like there was a really big mm. turnout for that. You really we played well. one set that was actually we were first in the festival. The second year was a smaller stage. Smaller. Look, it made it look bigger because it was a smaller tent, but mm -hmm. the, it was basically, I think it was the same size crowd in that big tent. Yeah. In the smaller tent, so that's why it looked bigger. Yeah. Because it was... More personal. Like, was, yeah. It, the whole tent was full, but not with the bigger tent because that was huge. You know? It was way bigger, yeah. And it wasn't that full, but yeah. it was, there was a lot of people, obviously. So where do you, you know, what's the, I know when I say five-year plan, but what's the kind of goal? I've... I don't mind it at any stage. The goal is anywhere. obviously bigger stage if you you have a yeah. great crack. Do you more know? of a crowd, yeah. More of a crowd. But you've done Ibiza. I know Ibiza, yeah. Where did where what, where were you gigging over there? Well, I did Sankey's last year. Sankey's, yeah. Uh, in the bathroom. Really? Funny enough, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so any stage is is great crack. Yeah. Like I did. It was in the bathroom, so there was a little boot. Yeah, you, great you crack. It, don't you? Am I allowed to talk? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan is here. Yeah, uh, Nathan's Callum, on there. Good Nathan Keach. Um, he's more than welcome to join us, but he doesn't want. He's camera shy, so he's sitting out there. <laughs> he's getting coffee on the re-up, but we yeah, need more yeah. coffee. You've got to supply that. <laughs> but yeah, so you were in the in Sanctus over in Ibiza. Yeah. That was big. That would have been a big deal for you. It was great crack. Yeah. It was very sweaty. There oh, wasn't the that heat much anyway fans. didn't really help, yeah. There's not much fans in the bathroom. No. And then you see people like no they're going in and they just look, there's a DJ there and I'm like, what? Yeah, What's so nobody going wants on? to leave the bathroom. Actually, yeah. I need to go to the toilet first, <laughs> you know? And then you come back out and then the DJ's there and there's people dancing outside. It's very hard to get in and there. Yeah, yeah. To, it's a bit awkward. To yeah. yeah, but yeah. it was great crack, yeah. Good, good. And yeah. then what what happened then from, from Ibiza then you came back, you probably got a couple of more DJs here but working with you. The first time, it's not the first time Hillfolks has done Ibiza. It, it was the first year I went to Ibiza, it was 2014. That's when the Hillfolks started. But wasn't it wasn't anything that time? No, no. But, wasn't but since then, you've we did a pill party and we called it Fit Hidden Flux and pill party and stuff. And this is only the time we're doing gap parties. Back we in 2014, at the yeah. start, yeah. And then 2014, and then November 2015 is when we did our first uh, club night. Mm -hmm. We weren't too fun. We weren't pushing anything. No. We're just doing. Just for the sessions, just to have mm -hmm. sessions. Just to enjoy it, get the people out, have a good laugh. And record it and show it. Yeah. Kind of memories wise. I have it all saved, like still. Yeah. So it's good for memories and. Looking back on how far you've back, came yeah. since then. But what, what type of true. acts have you worked with in the past? Like, even to just name off the top of your head, you've worked with some big acts. You've worked in conjunction, supporting them. Oh, well, we did a recent one in March. Uh, 
like he's average. He, he's not. I mean, like he wasn't popular, but he was. He's, he's on. He's a brilliantly talented oh, DJ. Yeah, he was really good. Which that speaks volumes Tony Leone. Tony Leone was so good. It was so, yeah. such a good gig. It was. It wasn't. T- it wasn't a huge gig. Like, it's just yeah. But sometimes they're the best ones, though, aren't the they? Because ones, yeah. they're they're the more kind of. Um, the well, music we, fans, the real passionate people about the music, appreciate them yeah. gigs because they know what a good DJ is, and you know, rather than just going and seeing the big, big names and the big acts and stuff, and paying a lot more for it, and then not even probably mm. having that good of a night. Mm-hmm. You know, There's it speaks lot, volumes yeah. when you get somebody that's just really talented into so, to make a good night. We weren't planning to, we won't really want to get international DJs in. We mm. just want to do it just the local, like our, just which is a bunch of mates of us. Because I had a few people. When I started in Flux, they were going to the cafes. Anyway. But I didn't know what they were getting. They wanted the DJ as well. But mm-hmm. then, when they kept going to the they, uh, they hopped on on the decks in the cafes. Messing you know? around. Well, I'm just having a break or something. I was one of know? them, wasn't it? Me and Nathan one time. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. Just for the laugh. Yeah, yeah. I got on behind the deck at <laughs> half one in the morning or something. And then everybody started writing in the live chat, is that, that Ross? That was live streaming as well. Everyone was like, is that Ross? <laughs> that was- I'm gonna be honest. At the time, I didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, there was a set of CDJs, and I, I thought I knew what I was doing. <laughs> but people were people were uh, giving good feedback. I think that I think that's why you got so big as you did. You know, uh, <laughs> oh, you little chancer. <laughs> you know, I'm here again if you need me or uh, if you want me to do a, a guest appearance. I'll jump in happily. Um, no, 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 um, no, I've I've retired. I've given that up. I tried at one point just just as a hobby, but I have to say, um, there's a you lot more. Text, did you? Yeah, but there's a lot more involved. I mean, I had like uh, Control and Newmark, um, mm-hmm. Mixed Deck and stuff like that. I messed around, like just a hobby. Like, I mean, Nate, you know, you can say a lot on that too because we all have a passion for music and we mess around with it. But yeah. when it comes to getting out on the stage, like even Cam and Eric going back to back and some of the other lads like Mitchell and Emmett and AOD and all these guys, like when you're out in front of a crowd playing, that's different to playing in your bedroom, messing around, mixing songs you just enjoy. You can't just pick any song that suits you you've got to look at the crowd you've got to read the crowd see how it's going like there's a lot more to it it's, it's i'd say it's a lot more technical than people actually think now with the song choice is a uh, it's different when you're doing a gig on a birthday gig or well i've been at i've been at multiple parties with you that you've done and yeah. you know you might be picking in kind of like more girls songs to suit girls or women or it might be the genre or it might be the the year like you might play 80s because some of the people that are there came from that time like i see you i kind of play what I, I like to play mm-hmm. i don't like you don't suit the crowd so please, no when you have the selection of songs you have that you like and the songs you have you had to read the crowd and pick the songs in your collection that you like that will suit that atmosphere do you get what i mean yeah absolutely yeah not you've, a song you've got, you've got you can't not a song you can't just play random songs though because you might get the people up dancing you know I, I think like there's a way of going about it like if you get kind of you get girls up dancing and the lads might follow mm. or you know if you play a song one good song that everyone gets up and dances to you've got to follow up with not even you know it mightn't be an even better mm. one but one just as good I see that that's in a different atmosphere like I, I see that a lot in birthday gigs and uh, in club nights that just club even clubs are just trying to top just suited for for people going out for a few drinks and have a laugh, they don't play the music. So those people that go to those clubs, those clubs are not playing, not getting DJs in, international DJs, just getting a local DJ, a resident DJ just play every night. 
that's what I see it. They're looking for an 80 play songs that the crowd of like easy listening songs like, or even songs that are new mm -hmm. into whatever. But in other mainstream, clubs, mainstream kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what you're describing is what I see. But with other clubs, they get international DJs and then people go in there to experience the actual music, to, not just to go with the CD DJ the or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for the experience. Like, I you think go with your mates to see the DJ. Yeah, and but I think in that's the other club, you go with your mates to have a few drinks and have a laugh, not exactly. to see a DJ. No, you don't. We that's more for the social aspect. Focus. Yeah, that's I agree the with different. You. I see. But what I like about the hidden flux as well, and I say this to, to people all the time, with with you guys is, you come in and you get in at we say ten o'clock, right? We say ten to eleven. You've got two people on. Then 11 to 12, you've got another DJ on. Mm -hmm. And then at 12 to 1, you have another one. And then at you know, 2 to 3, you're on. Mm -hmm. People aren't going in and experiencing one or two DJs warming up a big act. And then for four hours, you're listening to that big act on. Mm -hmm. You guys are constantly switching up the styles. Like one DJ, like yeah. Eric Brown, could play more house or mm. Cam could play more techno. And they all are really good at that. I find like... Um, when I when I've been in in Cam's house, I've been in Eric's house listening to them playing. Even just when they're they're messing around, they like what they like, and that suits people in the crowd. So like, if you had one person playing consistently the same music for the whole night, yeah. one half of the crowd will really enjoy it, while the other will go, ah, you need to mix it up a bit. Yeah. But what you're doing is you are mixing Switching it up, up yeah. and it's good because yeah. it keeps it exciting. Who's on next? What songs are they because gonna play? And it's good. When there's a few DJs I played for nights sometimes. And they ask us, well, what, what should I play in ours? And I'd say, play whatever. That's good, though. So, you know, we're not a specific... That's organic. We're not a specific genre. We're no. just a night that just records it and then so shows you're touching it. everybody in the crowd then, like, you know what I mean? Mm. I think that's... Um, but that's because we're in the crowd true, as well. True, You are a part of the crowd. Yeah. There's only a couple of barricades. You don't like, like to be... When you see the live part. streams, it's actually hilarious. Like, I mean, yeah. when you see them, because you're there mixing away, right? And then you see you, and then you see the whole crowd behind you, and then you just see all these arms coming over, tipping you on the back. And you're in the middle of mixing, and you're turning around shaking people's <laughs> hands and saying yeah, hello and yeah, hugging. Yeah, yeah. And then you're back to the decks. You're not secluded, you're not away, no. you're not kind of uh, no. isolated away from the crowd. You're no. on the ground having a great time. That's what It's great. I think what's good about it is, in my opinion, you've come from, from the ground of playing and just messing around and getting different equipment mm. and trying this out and stuff. And then you've went from wanting to play in front of the crowds, but not just play in front of the crowds, but play in front of your friends because there were house parties and then the house parties got too yeah. big and then you couldn't accommodate a thousand that's people exactly why we did the club nights because yeah. there was so many people you had to branch out that messaged us and stuff and how do i get to these club nights and i was like well you had to be out and you'll hear it about and stuff mm -hmm. but even that it's a gaff um i could be doing it in someone else's gaff and it's not my house mm -hmm. and it's not my rules no i just play the music mm -hmm. or someone else playing music. Mm -hmm. i just set up the equipment but as people actually can take home it's not my it's not structured not my uh, choice not my decision mm -hmm. no. to bring that people in no so you had to have that kind of rolling and stuff but i think it got so big you had to do that and mm -hmm. i mean i've been in the button factory many a times at, at the hidden fluxes and they're packed like mm. they're sellouts i yeah. mean even well, up to all the, the time but. but a lot of the time a lot of the time i it mean it was it a lot of time oh yeah a lot of time, some of the yeah. times if i can maybe i could be wrong in saying this but some of the times your night would be on the same night as Another big gig. There's a lot of competition. And that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just naturally so, naturally, and you still do well. I see it in that way. Is it? It's not, not always going to be packed. It's not always going to happen because you, you you have to get down. But we just spoke about that from going from the bigger tent one year in the Forbidden Fruit to the smaller tent. Yeah. But the smaller tent even being better. So that it, that yeah, like know. 
I just see that there's be always ups and downs and stuff. Yeah, you but mean, that's that's part. If of there wasn't any it? downs, there wouldn't be like you know no. there wouldn't be that buzz. No, there wouldn't be it'll, the, the, it'll just the, be the excitement. For yeah, the yeah, night. Excitement, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, and it keeps you kind of pushing on. It keeps that kind yeah. of fight, and you fact, want to make like, it. There's better. a lot of DJs. There's a lot of promoters and club nights that get any time to get do you rely on that international get international DJ to blow up to pull the crowd in. Mm. We just get a lot of local DJs and this is just. Go with Whatever, it. if it doesn't, it, it doesn't. We're just we're not we're not trying to sell out a gig and make no, a lot of money. No. We're just having just a party, enjoying, and having fun, and, and getting people out to have a good night. And that's the, all. the fact that the amount of gigs that we did and a lot of the gigs were great parties and all. Mm-hmm. It's this. It was a great feeling. Like it, yeah, yeah. Basically, we just we achieved so much because mm-hmm. of it. Like a lot, like mm-hmm. festivals and even so clubs. Much. And I learned a lot, yeah. You learned oh, the corp- you, you probably learned the corporate learned, side of things you too. Learn a lot you have in to the liaise industry, with managers yeah. and there's a lot more, there's the yeah. lighting and there's all these um, You make loads of friends as well. Yeah, but you would have went from house parties where there probably would have been your own machines for lighting and stuff like that, which I've seen you have, all that equipment. Yeah. But going from that to a club then you've got to deal with all this the sound and all, and you know, the audio and, and the visual and guys. And stuff. You know, oh. so there's a lot more to it. So logistically well, we were doing the first night yeah. the first night was upstairs in the in the hangar upstairs in the gallery room. Mm-hmm. I wasn't actually mm-hmm. in the hangar upstairs that night. I didn't. I didn't really go to the hangar much. I don't really have much memory. It wasn't of the everybody's hangar. taste. Everybody's cup of tea. I didn't really go. I didn't <laughs> really go much. It wasn't. Um, I didn't have that. And like, it's just. I guess some of the acts that were on there, I didn't really have an interest in. There was a lot of heavy. Tech yeah, acts, not yeah. not not into that now. Um, but that's the you know, way it was. Everybody yeah. to their own. Everybody yeah, has yeah, their yeah. own kind of cup of but tea. That, but that, um, that place put a lot. Of uh, good parties for us. Yeah, and and it would have uh, it would have kind of helped a lot of people get to where they are now. It was it was yeah. a good kind of it was nearly like the a, people that went a place that everyone went. went to. So if someone new was on, people got to experience that new act, and then they mm. got known from that. Oh, I seen them in the hangar, and now they're here at Forbidden Fruit, mm. or now they're at Longitude, or whatever it is. You were at Longitude as well, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Last year, yeah. You done really that well was there. I was there. That was yeah. a great day, actually. You were there, weren't you? Yeah. But that was the Sunday, wasn't it? It was you Sunday. guys played the Sunday. It was Sunday. Sunday yeah. And it was lashing Sunday, rain. Yeah. It wasn't the best weather, yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because the music People was great. People were still there, yeah. 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 I want to jump to here. I brought over, usually with some of the guests, I, I give them something. So obviously your music, so I have to give you a vinyl. <laughs> so this is Mr. Big Stuff. Um, it's not really the most danciest one, but when you're oh, just chilling great. out here, yeah. you know, that's for you. I do uh, like you it, And you and Nathan to enjoy and, and anybody else that's yeah. here. Um, <laughs> you know, there's no point in me bringing you a book, Callum, because music is the only language you speak. So oh, I wouldn't read a book. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No, so that's yours, right? I don't yeah, think I ever read a book. Appreciate that. No, Thank no you. No problem at all. It's the least I can do. I had a listen. Um, it was great. It's yeah, good, good. Yeah. good. Now, I just want to maybe another question I could ask to, to give the kind of viewers something to gain from this. Um, if somebody's listening or tuning in that has this kind of like thought in the back of their mind, like I'd actually like to get into DJing or I'd like to even get into producing or anything like that or start my own events or whatever. What do you? What advice would you give them? What kind of you know where to start? Should they go and go out and spend all the money on the most expensive equipment, or start on this, or start slow, or you know what do you think is the advice you'd give to somebody? Well, if you're into DJing and the music wise, obviously you have the visions in your head and your picture, like oh this would be great, I'd love to do it and stuff. But I uh, I wasn't rushing myself. Like it took me like I don't know four years, five years to even get mm-hmm. to play my even first nightclub. So patience. It was patience for me, but some people have no patience. No, they wanted to happen overnight. But I think the patience does work in the long run. In because if you start DJing, and first you have to get the decks to practice on, or even practice somewhere, you don't want to just rush and do a night and then go to a club and you're like, 
how do I use someone? You're jumping right into the deep you're end. You're jumping then. right into it. I think. So what? Look, when I guess to rephrase that question, what would you? What advice would you give to yourself ten years ago when you were starting off? Now knowing what you know and how big you've built Hidden Flux, like it's. Well, I mean, when I started, I didn't have YouTube. No. I think YouTube started in 2007. So that's the year you, you kind of got into it. And there wasn't much tips for DJing no. at that st- stage. So I got the decks. So I'm there playing music. but I Literally experimenting. Experimenting. But I realised a few years later, I wasn't mixing right. No. It was all wrong. Because I was I was looking at, when I went to a load of gigs and see a load of DJs play, I was learning watching by that. Them, yeah. I was watching Shadowing over them and then seeing I realize. them. So you probably then wasted you a bit home, of time there, but you learned from it. The best way to learn it is teach yourself. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people go to classes and DJ lessons and stuff, which is good. It, it could it'll probably work for you. But if I if I was going to do it myself, I would go over to one lesson, learn the basics how how decks work and DJ equipment work. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is on. You go home. Find somebody that knows what they're doing. Learn from them. Put it into practice yourself. And then what and then kind of steps would you go from from there? Like you know, for somebody starting off. So right now, it's really easy to get a club night, to get a gig in a club than it was. Because you can you can create mixes on SoundCloud now and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. You can show mixes, but you can talk to managers. And promoters, sorry, I'm struggling with the tea or something. <laughs> Get out of me. Should have had a coffee here. <laughs> uh, I see a lot of promoters and, and club nights are offering online on the Facebook. Like, anybody's looking for a, to hire a venue or like that. It's up, the options are there. Shout or message, PM me or something. So people details. are really looking for DJs. Yeah, they're looking for DJs. As opposed to in the, the past. There. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back then, no. It no. wasn't any of that. It was just, hey, I had to know the, the people... You had to go to the club and say it to them. But when you're in the club, sometimes that the manager or the promoter is busy, and they don't want, they have no time to no. listen. So that's what it was like for me. But right now, if you're really firm to run a gig, think of a, a unique idea. Not not use unique. If you want to do it, just no. Don't think of actually. Don't think original. Auntie. Just do it and just have fun. Don't think about. Make sure you enjoy it. Making money. Don't think about it too much. Or think about it too much. Just enjoy it because because it'll come naturally then. If you look if you look into it too much and think about it and dwell on it, you, yeah. you won't actually enjoy it. You'll just be constantly getting bogged yeah. down and wanting to. Why am I not here? What? Why is he there? But yeah, no, hang on. That guy is there because he's ten years doing it and he had to start right here. Mm. But nobody's seeing him when he was coming up through the door. But look at him now. Yeah. People probably think that. Oh, if I get to know this person, or if I do it in this night, I'll just blow up. But it doesn't really work that way. But nowadays, with blow up, you can blow up even making a great one hit wonder. Do you know? Yeah, a mix. And I see a lot of DJs that are big now because mm-hmm. what well, not even making one hit wonder. They made a lot of good music. But you were using SoundCloud before anybody was. I remember listening to even uh, Kavinsky. Is it uh, Nightcall? Oh God! <laughs> but, how, how many years ago did you that make is, that song? Uh, <laughs> that is uh, two thousand and. Nine or ten, I well, think. Well, I used to listen to that when I was on the bus on the way to school, and that's, really? that's being honest, yeah. Wow. That's being honest. That was SoundCloud way before people it was were using SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud was, is years now. Yeah, but it's last it's, four or five years. Like, you look at Post Malone, um, he is now where he is now because he's a SoundCloud artist. Like, some of these rappers yeah. and DJs. But There's lots of ways. You were, you were using it way before other people. I think Adam but Smith I was as well. Po- I was just uploading it and then 
just shared it on Facebook once and that's it really yeah but that it night call one that was a really good one and you, you really done well there yeah that took a lot of work but you, you've yeah. done a lot from there like I was here at your at your birthday um, I think it was your 21st oh I had a gaff party yeah yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. They, they, I think Alison and Nathan were bringing out um, and your sister Shannon were bringing out the cake yeah and everyone was like shh you know moving out of the way <laughs> and you were DJing and you were like I what's was, going on yeah. and the lights got torn down and uh Everyone just started screaming Keech on the beach. Yeah. From that event you done at Port Marnock out on the beach, the live one. The, the lighthouse thing. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. And um, everyone was screaming Keech on the yeah. and the, the cake was coming out and I was like, this is amazing. And then you oh. come up, you blew out the cake and you played an absolute belter of a song <laughs> and everyone was just dancing, having a great night. But the Keech on the Beach was actually a song I made. It was yeah, called Keech was, on the Beach. That was brilliant. Uh, and then you you played it, it in Port Marnock. Yeah, playing it in Port Marnock. Deadly that was. That was it brilliant. was a perfect spot to play. It I loved that, yeah. We're, about, we're on the beach. <laughs> like, well, I couldn't play, not play it, you know. And I made it as well. And like, I think so. that's when everybody associated them because yeah, the yeah. video, I think that was put up but of the, everybody the idea enjoying of themselves on the, beach. on the beach was great. I want your body, everybody wants your body, so let's check. Check. It wasn't for that moment. No, it was actually it just happened. It's actually from someone you know, but his brother actually he was in my class, and then he was he always I had a, this block here. We had a big guest like a memory card, and I had tons of songs in it. So every time uh, we got separated in the classroom now, so he was on the other side of the room, and uh, I was on the other side of the room because of this, because he kept going over sitting beside me. Uh, irritate me getting the infrared or the infrared Bluetooth oh and my God, keeps taking songs. my songs sending it to him was like come on yeah, yeah a few songs Callum you know and he's like oh yeah and then he was across the room and was like oh yeah what's the story Keech on the beach yeah 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 <laughs> on the beach Keech on the beach and that's when it started yeah yeah um, but that, that got really big from there like that video went around went viral at that beach session because mm. nobody was bringing a set of decks two big massive speakers a thousand people about how many hundred people and buying the generator on a beach it was, a, it was on a Saturday. But it was a scorcher of a day. That as well, Wednesday. Wasn't yeah, because we got the forecast saying it was going to be a scorcher of a weekend. I was like, what? The guy didn't even show up here. Yeah. So and, and got in and danced as well. <laughs> we, we say the scorcher. And I was like, imagine we did a rave on a beach or something. I was like, will we do it? And the other guy that we did no was, was like, yeah, we should do it. And we did it. We got to generate in the past few days. Paid a lot of money for it. Up there. And it we, just just picture, yeah. we just put a picture up on Facebook. And that's it, it was game over. It was going no. everywhere. And we were so nervous, we were like, oh crap. We learned all the rules People and just stuff. brought bags of drink with them and crates yeah. and stuff and came out and had a great even time a, under the sun. Even a, a, it was essentially like I beat it. Even a ping pong a, table to play beer pong in brought, the middle of in the crowd. See, that doesn't happen anymore, doesn't it? No. no. It but come here, when I think back though, and this the is a question sorry, I'd like to ask The guy that came, yeah. And we, we were allowed to because we knew the rules and stuff. Yeah. The only thing that was legal was you the drinking. You knew your remit, yeah. And he came and said, okay, once there's no trouble, have fun. Go ahead. And he walked away. Unbelievable. I could not believe it. You put it back out. Keep on the beach. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Once I put the beach Second day went it away. Screaming. Yeah. I was shocked. I was like, this is game over. Yeah. And he walked away and we just kept But that's what I wanted to ask you then. Like, if you could just think at the top of your head, 
of all the gigs you've played what was like what's the one that stands out to you what's the personally you know other people might say this was mine or that was mine but oh. what really stood out for you what's your favourite you know gig that you, you, you really enjoyed and that can include I beat that, that can include the beach it's and everything actually is it the gaffs I would say the gaffs yeah. that's what I thought I was about to say the gaff and I would actually think it's the gaffs too because I've been because at they're more intimate. I had so many gaff fires, man. Do you find though you you actually started that? You definitely started that. As in, people go back to other people's houses or whatever after a session or before for pre-drinks. But there wasn't people out there actually having from eight in the in the evening till five in the morning a non-stop yeah. session. They weren't right. And if you think back now, what you were doing was you had the full setup, the decks, the lights, speakers, well, everything. Think, yeah. People would only have like an amp or whatever, mm. and it was their own little gaff. Now it'd be 20, 30 people there, or mm. sometimes 50. You were having hundreds of people in these houses, and upstairs, you're on the way upstairs to the toilet, and you bump into somebody on the stairs, you went to school, or mm. you meet somebody through somebody, oh, this is my friend. And when you're in a club, you find you bump into somebody, and you go, oh, what's the story, how are things? And then you're screaming at them, and you're trying to talk to them, and how are things, you're screaming. In the house, you could sit down on the couch, you could have a proper conversation with somebody. You were in a circle, you know, yeah, having a good yeah, laugh. Yeah. And then you were out DJing in, in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's drink is in the fridge. People are always constantly moving. Then you had the back, you had the marquee out the back for people outside smoking and stuff. Mm. And I think, you know, you, you don't get that kind of intimate, personal no. experience in a club. And you were the first to kind of do that. And then I think from there, that branched out then where you just couldn't facilitate gaffs anymore because there's too much people it was too much i wanted uh, to come and then i've been told like to be honest i actually can't do it anymore because there's just too many people so we're gonna have to put it in this club or this event yeah am i right nate is that what happened really it's what yeah. happened really i couldn't do the gaffes here anymore too much uh because i let i like to let everybody in i don't i don't care like no yeah a friend of a friend it was all everyone having a good time even in this place it gets really sweaty and hot and but your attitude Callum, was the same as the police when they pulled up on the beach once there's no trouble there was no trouble at all. Yeah. You didn't mind. There was no trouble at once. But your yeah, I'd say your priority was no, one session. Come on in, have a good laugh. I don't care who you are, whatever. Your friends are him. Your friends are him. That's fine. No, no trouble. No, trouble. no, not one ounce of trouble. Maybe like a bit of drama, like you know, like drama, like kind of yeah. yeah. But no fights. Uh, <laughs> no, Some you know, fellas are worse than the girls now. Girls, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you don't mean like women. No, but a bit of drama. But girls. that's nothing that you wouldn't class that in the same category as somebody having a rare or anything you had just great nights I've been to gaff really fight before nights. and it wasn't my gaff and it wasn't like with Dex and all but there was a scrap in it you can't have that you knew but I, I, I never seen anything in the session I never did we had I never did it I never did it but you, uh, the thing is though we had one gaff fight that was actually it was actually in Tallow that was a great gaff no part, no trouble no but the noise complaints we got yeah so this guy was renting the house and uh they say after 11 the next you morning to, you can't have he it got kicked ev ev evicted from the house right that was bad then but he said it was totally worth it <laughs> <laughs> he went out on a hike he, 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 was, he didn't care if you're he gonna get evicted was, have a party before ever. you get evicted huh he said this is the best night ever and when's the video going up along brilliant and he's there moving out to a different house or yeah, something and you're you're going back to your your life and you're not getting evicted and he's i know there, but I was like, yeah, man, he, I'm really sorry happy. about that. Like, about the, I, I wish I can help you and all, but... <laughs> but that's... The, I appreciate you... Some of them I the appreciate you letting us have the party and all in the house. And he goes, yeah, I appreciate you being the girl and having the session. That's, you didn't that's really good, care. that's good. It's yeah. a uh, straight swap, great transaction. Story, you bring the music <laughs> and I'll have the party and we'll have a great night. I, ha I know a lot of people that are promoting gigs and stuff. And... Um, 
they were working with these nights that were getting international DJs. So when I was I was doing a club, I was DJing in the opening rooms or something, and then someone was working in the bottom factory that had Dennis Alter in, mm-hmm. and he he comes to my sessions that promoter. And that was working with Dennis. He Alter. was talking to Dennis Alter. Do you want to come back to a cafe or something? And he was like, yeah. So <laughs> it was crazy. I got the text message while I was DJing. But so after promoter. Dennis Alter wants to come back to your gap. What was that like? To a session. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be mental. And I want to set the cameras all. So when I was finished, I had to get derigged all the cameras and stuff. Straight back to set them up. Straight back to my gaff. And not only that, when I came back to my gaff, everybody was already here and Dennis Alter. And you oh, he's waiting. He was waiting. <laughs> It was and already you've got to quickly here. set all this up. And I was like, oh, what's the story, man? And I was like, oh, what's the crack? And he was trying to talk. And Just like I'm that. in the middle of setting up. I was like, yeah, we're going to do this and all. Let's so go. You can't really enjoy the experience <coughs> to get to know Dennis Holt because you've got to do all this. All that. And, once and you're rushing and everything. Once and I'll set up, I get to mm. laugh mm. and DJ and stuff. Even though I ran out of memory on my SD card. Dennis Holt, like, that's a big deal. And we had Salado as well. In but there's not many Gap people Fire. that can say they've had Salado and Dennis Holt back to their house. No. Let's be honest. And he was in his bedroom actually, he missed the whole session. I don't believe it. He was asleep and then the Sultan was in here. Oh. Oh, well that's yeah. no that's no fault of your own then, you know, you should have been up for that. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, no, I'd say that's probably one of your biggest regrets in life. <laughs> I think nowadays it's very hard to have grappes, uh I don't know. I think with neighbours and stuff like that. Neighbours and stuff, yeah. Yeah, people are going to be right, but we don't get much complaints. You haven't got um these walls aren't soundproof, are they? No. No, not one. Not for base, no. No. But for help the highest, yeah. But right now we're actually not in your house. No, my house is. For people is over watching there. this now, we're in your my basically bedroom. I'm gonna call it a man cave. It's a granny flat yeah, of man cave, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like and <coughs> you know, um, it's very unique. You've got all the posters and all the stickers on the wall. Very similar yeah. to like my episode number one I done, the very first episode yeah. with, with Sam Dugan. His room is very like this. Uh, he lives in the back of his house also. Oh really? Yeah, the bed and everything's in it. He's actually got a very similar studio. And um, for anybody that can see this video here, if they look back at episode number one, he's got the computer because he's got his own band. So oh, he yeah. has to have all the setup. But this is very much the same. And what I find by looking at that, correct me if I'm wrong in saying this now, this is just my assumption. You, this is your space you live, yeah. work, and enjoy. Yeah. So you've got all that built in one. So you're not going, waking up in the morning, heading off and doing your, your shift and work, um, and then you've got to do all your music stuff there. You can wake up anytime. You can stay up till yeah. five in the morning producing something <laughs> or working on videos yeah, for YouTube yeah, yeah. and stuff. This is your little kind of yeah. uh, comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is where it all happens. And, and like you've got everything like look at the, the setup's amazing like all these posters and stickers you have on the wall are from either events that you've followed been, you've been at you've promoted worked on or been in yeah yeah no i think it's amazing most of it's from a beta most posters yeah. everywhere in the beta yeah and you just after the night you go you just go up to the wall and just take it yeah so we'll just maybe let people to, to the that haven't got hidden flux on any of the social media platforms or even on youtube or anything or soundcloud um, I'll pop the Hidden Flux Instagram above um, I'll also link the YouTube account um, below the channel for anybody that wants to visit that um, Callum will share the Facebook uh, post through his Instagram and keep people updated and stuff so you can really get Hidden Flux on any of the social media platforms and keep up to date and stuff yeah. 
so yeah I just say thank you very much for giving me your I time and uh, Nathan for the coffee thank you it wouldn't be conversations and coffee without the coffee so thanks so much <laughs> and tea and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the vinyl lads and thanks so much Callum thanks very much thanks so right. much Nathan thank See you, you too